This is the Beers and Fears Podcast. Don't you play movies? Movies don't create cycles. What's going on, Horror Nation? <laughs> this is the Beers and Fears podcast. I am your host, Tucker Miller. I'm Rowdy. And I did that fucking backwards. That was weird. Today is a fucked up day. <laughs> Fuck it. It is uh, cloudy in here. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, Rowdy, how was your week, man? Uh, longest fucking weekend of my life. Yeah. I can tell you that much right now. Yeah, you didn't even get to come over for game uh, night last night. Yeah, didn't even get to come play fucking D&D, dude. I came, I went home and passed the fuck out. Yeah, because somebody had to work like a fucking 12. Yeah, I did that. An unexpected 12. Yeah, I did that. Uh, Great-grandmother also uh, passed Mm -hmm. last night. So, family's dealing with that. And, uh, yeah, Yeah. it's just been a long fucking weekend. Yeah, rest in pepperonis great grandma yeah um what about you uh dude you know i've been chilling dude same old same old yeah just uh work sleep and living the dream got a new dog yeah uh she's a huge pain in my ass um i thought terrified of me i thought some fucking reason i thought one husky was bad enough two huskies is hell but that's life yeah. So, um, Rowdy. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the train wreck of our of your, featured of drink your today. Drink? Yeah, this is this is this is all a on Tucker, by the way. Now, I had a fantastic idea for our drinks today, and I was like, "Man, this is gonna be fucking classy." If anyone likes UK drinking style, and you know overseas drinking everyone's gonna love this it's gonna be a great drink rowdy's is the american version more or less well uh, Um, yes and no i mean more or less like we were talking it's more popular in american bars than mine is yes and but they're variations on the same drink yes and um i fucked mine up rowdy's is fine uh mine is a dumpster fire i actually poured it out into a secondary glass to sit off on its own while i drink a blue moon yeah, so uh, Tucker. This blue moon, by the way, is fantastic. Yeah, if you like, if you've never had the uh, honey wheat mm, blue yeah. blue moons, they are killer. I love them. Uh, not quite as much as normal blue moon, but I like it more I because want the pumpkin spice. Yeah, I actually like the honey wheat more because because it's very rare in honey beers like honey sweetened beers that you actually ever taste the honey and, yeah and in the the blue moon and honey wheat it's a very like you, i don't want to say prominent but it's it's there yeah it's not a major flavor but you can definitely taste honey. yeah you're like ooh, that's like some wildflower honey yeah like the good um, shit but yeah so tucker came up with the idea of doing a snake bite which if you mm-hmm. don't know what a snake bite is that is a cider of your choice pretty much mm-hmm. and a stout yeah of your choice most generally it'll be like an angry orchard or a reds yeah layered um, with guinness yeah in which the uh the snake bite actually originated off of 
The black and tan. If I am correct, if I have my timelines correctly, it's a variation on the black and tan. The black and tan has been around for ages. Yeah. At this point, um, and that's just a like a golden ale or a brown ale, mm-hmm. and uh, it's layered again with a Guinness. Therefore, you get black and you get tan. Yeah, which I was doing some research and stuff, and they actually make a a device called the perfect black and tan. And it it's it looks like a coaster, and you set it on top of your cup, and you pour you pour your stout after you know after you'd filled your cup up with your um, with your ale, you you put this on top of your cup, and you pour your uh, your Guinness on top of it, and it like is basically a sieve, huh. and it'll split up the droplets. To where they don't hit hard enough to like break into the surface and supposedly it makes the perfect black and tan where there is almost a hard line oh yeah and um yeah i had no interest in hunting one down especially considering um i got this idea for the snake bite from my buddy tristan he's uh very much into craft beers and stuff and he was like you gotta try this and i was like hell yeah sounds amazing um, yeah. and I made some poor choices with my uh, limited selection at our local, uh, I, I made, I brew shop, talk Tucker into getting a higher percentage, uh, well, cider. That's for not one. The, it's not the problem. Me. I don't like ciders to begin with. So no matter what, it wasn't going to be good to me. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to break this down. Okay. For our stout, we went with Guinness extra stout. Uh, the black and tan, the snake bite, and the dark side of the moon, which is what Rowdy's making, uh, is made with two Guinness. There's, there's, you only make it with these two. That's f- from my research. Uh, you either use the Guinness Extra Stout, or you use the your, um, your drought. Yeah, the Guinness Drought Stout, and. Um, when, and and I see nine times out of ten, that's what you will get in a bar. Yeah, it is the drought because that's what they typically keg. I see why they use the extra stout on the ciders though, because the ciders are normally so sweet. Oh yeah, that they'll use the extra stout because the extra stout has more bittering units, and so it'll make a more balanced drink. Clearly, that is not enough. For Red's Wicked Apple. For one, for one, for one. This is the first time I've ever had uh, Red's Wicked Apple. That shit is fucking nasty. (laughs) I tried it. I just drank it right out of the can. I'll take another sip right now. Oh, it's fucking terrible. It doesn't even taste like apples. No, it doesn't. It tastes like nasty uh, fermentation. Yeah, if you want to go go with a quote-unquote sissy cider... For one, I'll never understand the whole sissy beers thing because this fucker's eight percent. This is right. gonna put you on your no. fucking ass. Um, it's because you like to drink those. That's why they're sissy beers. Fuck you. You're not supposed to like drinking. You're supposed to work at it. <laughs> um, Ow, this son of a bitch. this is not good. You ever You're right. Shove your nose ring into your nose. Yeah, it yeah, fucking I hurts. Totally you sho- you shoved it into your septum, didn't uh-huh. you? Yeah, that hurts. Um, if you want a good sissy beer, I, I hope you can feel my air quotes. Um, 
that it, it actually tastes like apples go with angry orchard oh, yeah. um per, uh, or, or i personally says because i know she doesn't listen to uh this podcast angry orchard 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 you can't fault her on that. She's four. Oh, no, I can't. I can't, but I always, it's, she also says quarter weird, so um, it's the very few words that her accent actually does, like, oh, okay. Like it fucks it up? Yeah, but it's more of a, oh, she has a speech impediment. Oh, God. <laughs> because it's not like a, yeah, I mean, you've listened to me doing my language, like yeah. my Danish lessons. Oh, it my does God. not sound anywhere dude, close to english dude danish um i don't know what what is their fucking language called is it just called danish speaking danish yeah well well like in Ger- germany when you when you speak german it you, you speak deutsch. deutsch uh so i didn't know if uh, it had a name well, or uh, in portugal you speak P- portuguese right 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 so i no, didn't know it, if it had a different danish. name no. oh, okay danish, so uh, the, that's that shit sounds like they're making shit up yeah, Rowdy's showing me these like sentences and stuff, and I'm like, that's not fucking real. For one, half the words sound like they're German. Half the words sound like they're slightly French, but kind of fucked up. And then, <laughs> and then, and then the rest of them just sound like they're making mouth noises. That, but that because that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Eblet. <laughs> eblet. Yeah. Eblet. Uh, the apple. Yeah. Eblet. Apple is eblet. Yeah, it's just so, like eblet. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, if you want, a, 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 if you want a good sissy beer, I would go with the Angry Orchard. Personally, especially for an a, uh, apple cider. Yeah, personally, I prefer. And uh, Angry Orchard actually has a lot more variety than Reds yeah, ever and has I, offered, and Reds is kind of the first mainstream cider that came out. Yeah, but it's shit. Yeah, it's nasty. I don't know why it's still around. Personally, I prefer Angry Orchard's Green Apple. Because it this even smells like a fucking foot, dude. It's fucking nasty. Anyways, trying to get this across, <laughs> the green apple actually tastes like an apple, like it tastes like a Granny Smith. Yeah. Now a lot of people don't like Granny Smith apples. Like they like to cook with them, but they won't eat them raw. I will. I don't give a fuck. I like a sour bite in an apple, but um, yeah, I like the bite. Like it's got a, like the green apple. It's got a, that same punch that a regular apple does, and. I think I don't. I do not think. I do not think a a or, uh, angry orchard green apple would work with this. I bet it would actually. I don't know, man. The flavor might not be right. Like it might not have a good flavor. That's what I'm saying. I think the crisp apple would work better. Just, yeah. Like, I don't like it as much because I think it, it it's it's weaker in flavor. Yeah. Like it just it just tastes like. Personally, then, then this is very subjective because I know a lot of people that love the crisp apple. I think it is slightly, it, it tastes slightly watered down. Like all the carbonations there and stuff. And, you know, it's the same amount of boozy as everything else. But I think the, the flavor tastes watered down. That's just me. And it may be because I was introduced with to Angry Orchard with the green apple first. I don't know. Uh, but do yeah. not. I repeat, do not use Red's Wicked Apple for this fucking shit because it's fucking nasty. Now, the way you prepare <laughs> a snake Sorry, bite. I was looking up 
different flavors. Uh, you're fine. Richard, uh, the way the way you prefer, a, uh, the way you prefer the way you prepare a snake bite is you will fill. Normally, you're gonna want to do this with like a draft glass. What what are those called? They have the the bubble up towards the top. But it's normally like a straight glass. I, I wouldn't even use or, one of those. Well, a lot of I people just, just use, use a Guinness pint. glass. I just use a pint or a Guinness glass. Uh, okay. Anyways, uh, you're gonna fill up with the cider. Personally, I think they work best half and half. What do you think? Uh, that's actually what the is it one to one ratio? Standard ratio okay, is. I is couldn't half remember. And half. Uh, if I'm drinking, it it depends on what I feel like drinking more. Yeah. Uh, if I want more of my Guinnessy taste, yeah, I'll, I'll cut back on my Blue Moon. If I want more of my Blue Moon wheat beer flavor and yeah. taste to come through, I'll cut back on Guinness. Generally, though, if you order a black and tan, it is a half and half. Mm. And I, I'd say black and tan encompassing all of them. Yeah. The yeah, three. these are all variations on the black and tan. It, so. It's Guinness and a fucking different beer. Yeah. Um, Guinness just tends to float on everything because it's uh, oily and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's nine times out of ten, unless you have somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, Well, it, it, it is a half and half. Well, I was going to say... as Rowdy, close to that as you can. Rowdy has the... Um, has the the privilege of pouring his own drinks at the bar because he works there. So, um, yeah, um, so nine times out of ten, he's pouring his own drink so he can change his uh, ratios. But I so, can experiment a little so bit. anyways, so you're gonna fill it half your portion with your cider, your Blue Moon, or your ale, your cider, depending your on what drink you're making. Or your ale, yeah. Um, and then what you're gonna do is. Not everyone is as skilled as Rowdy. Rowdy can actually pour, when he has the correct glass, he can pour a black and tan or it, other it, variations it, with without without one of these. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I can with cans and no bottles. Rowdy I can, can on out draft. Of, uh, out of draft, yeah. I can I can pour one of these without using a uh, bar spoon. Yeah. So, anyways, what you're going to do is you're going to take a spoon. You can just use a regular tablespoon. We had to bend my spoon because uh, we're pouring them into tulip glasses because... You honestly would probably want to make your own float spoon anyway yeah. with this because you you have to float. Yeah, in. but normally with a like pint glass, you can get it in there angled just perfectly. But, right. Um. What we did was we 90 degreed a soup spoon, like a a soup tablespoon. And Not like a meth head? No. The other way. And, yeah, no, straight up, like like almost a ladle. And what you do is you'll take your, take your spoon and you'll float it right on top of your drink. Don't let the spoon submerge, but you're, you're just going to float it right in there like it's a little bitty sailboat. Yep. And you can honestly do it... R- barely off the top too yeah so when you're pouring your guinness it'll overflow it kind of trickles down into it uh the one thing you don't want to do is allow your spoon to sink into it so you have to be moving up with your fill level Mm -hmm. if not then they will mix and tucker can attest it tastes his snake bite tasted better to him with it actually layered yeah, than it did when it was mixed. Yeah, when it's when the drink is separated, you get the ratios that is intended, which is um, when it's drank, 
it's more or less three quarters Guinness, one quarter cider, ale, or and, wheat. And it, it'll it, change. Yeah, and drink. then it changes as you drink it. And, um, yeah, it definitely tastes different mixed compared to lev- uh, layered, like most cocktails. Yeah. Uh, now, interestingly enough, this is a beer cocktail, which is more of the rare cocktails. But, um, yeah, and once you do that, you take your spoon and you just keep it at the same level as your drink slow as you're pouring it in pour it. and you pour it fuck slow and you just slowly let it trickle down and this will make a gorgeous which if we can get another gorgeous one rowdy successfully poured one tonight if we get another one we will post pictures of it to our Instagram so make sure you check that out yeah, at beers and fears Tucker uh, take a video so you can kind yeah. of see the shit and we'll post that on Facebook or yeah, for sure. Um, so, and once you have it perfectly layered, you'll notice that um, at least on the ciders, on the snake bite, the, 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 the Guinness will like almost have like strands hanging down of black where it legitimately looks like uh, venom that's been extracted from from a bite wound. Uh, it'll also do that with the wheat beers. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be an expert expert pourer to get it to give you that harsh line. Yeah, you can get that harsh line, and it's actually it's really cool. And it's wait, it looks like wavy. Yeah, it it looks like oil on water. Yeah, and uh, but. That only lasts for a few minutes, and then it'll start kind of streaming down. Kind yeah. of like if you just drop a bit of dye into water. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the the tasting experience on this is it's very interesting because you have the bitter stout coming right up front. And then the sweet either, you know, uh, cider, ale, or wheat beer sliding in under the Guinness. And so you get this interesting, uh, bittersweet tastingness. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a different experience. Um, and it's also a drink that changes. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. The, the whole time you're drinking it, it's constantly evolving in flavor. You know, the, the nutty chocolatey malty, uh, bitterness, bitterness that from. you're getting from the the stout will slowly back off and the the sweet and roastiness of the of the you know the ale or the wheat yeah, beer uh, or in a snake bites case the sweet and tartness of an apple will slowly emerge yeah it it, it definitely is a flip-flop mm-hmm. because the more you drink when you first start drinking it, your first couple of sips are nine times out of ten, just Guinness. Yeah, and then you start getting your mix. Yeah, especially depending start, on how big of yeah. a drink you've made. If you make a whole pint, well, if it's going to take pint, a, a second to get through the Guinness because, okay. like with ours, the way you know the way my tulip glasses are shaped, how they have like they're very big like balloon. Almost yeah, balloon, balloon glasses. Glass, basically. And um, so you're getting the way it levels out is it'll be Guinness and then almost immediately cider coming out from under it. Yeah. Um, and 
once you get, you know, three quarters of the way through it, you're about three quarters of the way through of your uh, stout. Mm-hmm. So the more you drink it, the more the stout starts taking the back seat. Yeah. So you get that crisp apple or that wheat beer finished by a stout. Yeah. So it's a evolving drink, which I love. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're like me and you're like, I don't know what to drink tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So just to be clear, snake bite, cider, and Guinness. Normally the extra stout. Black and tan. Guinness and a brown ale or it, it, var- brown it, ale. it varies on region what kind of ale you're getting underneath your Guinness. And normally it is a light colored ale. So it, it's normally something like it's a pleasing. New ca- Newcastle brown yeah. is basically what they typically use. Yeah. And then Rowdy's favorite dark drink. Side, dark side of the moons. Blue moon or any wheat beer. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Uh, and Guinness. Yeah. I typically make mine with a, with a drought, but today's an extra stout day. Oh, and by the way, there's a beer uh, called Kung Pao by which Stillwater is a, Brewing. Yes, which is an imperial stout brewed with chili powder, ginger powder, Sichuan peppers, sea salt, and peanut extract. It's fucking gross. It's an 11% alcohol by content. Or alcohol by volume. And, uh, yeah, it's fucking nasty. It, like, I know you guys are going to think we're, like, exaggerating or something. This literally tastes like fermented soy sauce. I don't think it quite tastes like that, but you do get a Two people sauce. in this house said fermented soy sauce. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> and only three people that. tried it, so... It is very close to that, but... Yeah, um... It it's is, it's not good. I was so I was so excited to try it when I saw it. Yeah, Roddy's like it's also super fucking expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like five dollars for a tall boy. For a sixteen ounce. Yeah, for a sixteen. Yeah, it's five dollars. Yeah, a pint. Um, it's fucking not disgusting. Worth the money. I I literally cannot think of anyone who would think it was good because of my drinking. Ooh, it's fucking nasty. And what's weird is while you're drinking it, when it's in your mouth, it's spicy. Not, Not, not like, you know, your mouth's on fire spicy, but you can feel it. You can feel the like capsaicin on your tongue. And then as soon as you swallow, it goes away. And it's weird I, and it's I didn't fucking keep it gross. In my mouth that long to figure it out because it was I did fucking be, gross. I did because for science, I wanted to know if it was spicy or not. And uh, yeah, it was really gross. It was uh, black as midnight. It had a very stouty, foamy head on it. And if you could get it to pour a head, I poured mine from almost a foot away yeah. from the glass um, to get a head to appear. But um, it's the- gross. The other one we tried was uh, Dragon's Milk, which the white. if you ever have Dragon's Milk, the, the original Dragon's Milk uh, beer, it's a stout, hella good. Today we tried uh, Dragon Milk White, which we've never tried. I This is the first time I've seen it. They also have another one that I'm going to have to get the next week. 
The raspberry hibiscus mm-hmm. one. Oh my god, it sounds so um, delicious. These dragon's milk is on the pricier side. I think I paid probably two bucks. It was two nineteen. Three bucks for this. It can. was two nineteen for a twelve ounce, but it's worth it. It's really yes, good, it, it, especially if you like your stouts. But it's so weird. I have never had a stout look like a fucking genuine ale. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, Dragon's Milk White. Alcohol, 6% by volume. Smooth, creamy, legendary. Proudly brewed in Holland, Michigan. Michigan. That's that's what I have deemed it to be called now. Welcome, all the listeners from Michigan. It is, um, yeah, it's really good. Yep. Smooth, Uh, creamy, legendary. I, I, I will admit, it was weird drinking a stouty flavored drink that was light and see-through it was very clear it it was uh clear the opacity was pretty high on it yeah um it wasn't as clear as uh shit your blue moon right there yeah which no that's the weird thing about honey wheat blue moon is it's really fucking clear it's Um, as clear as like renaissance mead so, but yeah, that one's really good. I can't wait until next week when we try the hibiscus one. Dude, you, it's, it's basically. It, it, it's a wheat mead. No, it's a, yeah, no, it's a Viking blood, but, Almost. but with a stout. Oh, this. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the dragon's milk raspberry hibiscus. Yeah. That's, Literally, that was my first thought. I was I like, go, that's going to taste like a mead. I, I saw that. And, I, was and like, then I saw this and I was like, I have to experience a white fucking in like stout. Yeah, I was um, weird. It blew my mind when I saw the um, the raspberry hibiscus. I'm like, and it came in a uh, it was a tall boy. Yeah, I was going to say it either came in a tall boy or a bottle. I can't remember. Yeah, it was a it was a tall boy. And I'm super excited to try it. I'm like Vikings blood stout. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, but uh, you want to head go ahead and take a break. And yeah, we can and then get we'll the get on to the movie. And we are back. So today's movie is an interesting one. It was a mistake, but uh, <laughs> honestly, it was a why we keep bouncing from ones that okay yeah if it's on in the background like at a party or whatever yeah all right cool other than that no don't do it no uh the movie is called haunting on fraternity row and good concept poor execution uh, seems like it uh seems like it and it seemed like um, I believe this was more of an independent film. Oh yes, it's and it's really 100%. bad. It's on Netflix if you want to check it out. Um, premise of it is a demon mm-hmm. who lives in the shadows, only comes out in the shadows, uh, basically kills everybody. Rips their fucking eyes out. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, more or less. 
bunch of a uh, bunch of university kids uh, at their frat house decide that they are going to have the party. Yeah, which I don't understand why it's called haunting on sorority row. It's fraternity road. Uh, yeah, when it's a frat house, it's called Is haunting it fraternity? on fraternity I road. Where I saw fucking sorority. I don't know. See, I killed fucking two and a half beers the yeah. first half. So, uh, no wonder you were so mad. You're like, dude, where the fuck are all the tits at? No, not, not in the fucking first <laughs> half of the movie. I was just tired of not seeing tits in half the movies we've watched lately. Yeah. So, um, the, yeah, these kids decide that they're going to have a luau, luau party. party. And it's supposed to be the biggest party of the fucking year. Which my dumbass was like, which mind you, they said luau party. Yeah. In the first half of the movie. It's like, why the fuck are they all in fucking moo's and dresses? And then I fucking clicked. I was like, I'm a fucking dumbass. <laughs> like, it's a fucking luau. And moo's are the shit. Anyways... <laughs> Yeah, Roddy's like, fuck that, dude. I'll party in a moo moo. Hell yeah, I would. <laughs> it's like, catch a nice draft. Hey, my nuts <laughs> would not be sweaty all night. These these kids find out that their house is haunted by a demon that the previous owner brought with him. Basically. And, yeah, the story's so convoluted, it doesn't actually fucking matter. I don't, I don't matter. understand he, how the demon got there because... I don't either. At the end, you find out one of the people's grandparents was the one who, like, the original story happened to. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, So, the production value of this movie, uh, it looks great. Most of the movie looks great. Everything else does not. Yeah. The, you know what? Fuck it. Today is going to be a lesson in horror movies. There is a big issue going around where people think that they're going to make horror movies and they're like, I'm going to make the coolest looking fucking thing in my my CGI programs and I'm going to make this thing look super fucking terrifying and And then then I'm going to fuck it up by shining all the light on it. I'm going to just leave it out in the open. You're going to see the whole thing all the fucking time. You cannot do that. Well, there are a couple of CGI parts in it that looked really good. Yeah. And then the rest looked really cartoony. Yeah, they're really bad. Like some Scooby-Doo shit. Like even the live action movies, Scooby-Doo yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, yeah. Uh, when in doubt, make it dark. Yes. Um, dark settings can be ever so forgiving because if your creature is in the dark for one, hides all the, hides all the blemishes, hides your fuck ups, especially using practical effects. Yeah, that, and it makes every situation more tense. Now, supposedly this thing only spawns in the shadows and stuff like that, but this motherfucker was everywhere. Like, it didn't make any sense. There was no emphasis on it appearing in the shadows. 
It just kind of appeared wherever the fuck it wanted. Until the very end. Where all yeah. the fucking lights. Well, even then, it was like... It was like, well, all these rooms are dimly lit. It's not like, you know, it only appears when well, all right. the lights are off or anything no. like that. I'm like in the bathroom. The last scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they fucking are in, quote unquote, the safe room. Yeah. And it's nothing but light. Yeah. And, and that's the, the and only can't time come in, it can't yeah. come in. Like, there's a scene that takes place in a bathroom. You guys all know how bathrooms are lit well. And, um. Sometimes. A little too well. Yeah. Yeah. And it spawns right in, like... Like in the shower. Like it's coming from under the sink. Well, the, the, like, public restroom. Oh, yeah, that one. It it, it comes from under the sink, but then it's, like, all up in the light and stuff. And I'm like, if you're going to create a creature that can only spawn from the shadows, make it to where it has to dwell within the shadows. Like... You can't have this creature that has this limitation, but doesn't matter after it's there. Yeah. Because Because then at that point, that creature could just chase you wherever. It doesn't matter if you went into the completely lit room. It could just follow you through the tunnel like it was doing. Yeah. When they turn on all the lights, it doesn't matter. It's already there. It should have just been able to go in. Their monster is fundamentally broken at the concept. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah, the it, the monsters broke at, on the concept, like mm-hmm. exactly what we just said. Fucking, if it can only spawn in the shadows, uh, but it can go through a full bathroom, like a fully lit bathroom. Yeah, then that breaks the end of the movie. Like, yeah, it, it there's does. no way the end of the movie can happen that way. That and the ending of the movie is trash. Stupid. It comes out of nowhere. There's no context to it at all. Like the, I mean, you hear about what happened. You, you know what? Spoiler warning. Yeah, this um, this no, movie deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. But still, uh, just in case, spoiler warning, come back in like two minutes. If you give a fuck, which I doubt anyone does, but uh, yeah, starting in three, two, one. Okay, so they they talk about how the man killed his wife and thirteen others. Yeah, and so you're like, okay, so like the, either the dude went crazy or the demon killed everyone, and it was all blamed on him because you you can't ever catch supernatural, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then all of a sudden, the the fucking housekeeper comes back and she's like. Oh, I said I'd never let the demon out. And then she fucking stabs the dude. And then the girl runs, runs and then gets her throat slit. And he's like, oh, we can't let the demon out. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So it basically boiled down to people figuring out it's the demon. But and the only like explanation you get is, oh, he chose you for last. And if he gets to you, then. He escapes his cage yeah, completely. And, and then they're like, well, you dodged death, didn't you? And it was she. I guess she was talking about how the girl had been in a car accident and woke up seven days later. And the doctor's Literally, like, it was like a miracle. Fucking 11 years beforehand or whatever. Yeah. And the, she's like, well, you dodged death. He chose you for last. And you're like, 
None of this information is pertinent or relevant, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it, it was like a connect the dots that went from like 7 to 13, over to 12, up to 19, back down to 6. Like, it, you had to... Yeah, like, the, the story's all over the fucking place. In police. order to follow it, you have to straight up fucking old school detective fucking red yeah 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 red yarn around the pins yeah it the story doesn't make any fucking sense like at its base it does guy comes back brings a demon with him then he has to trap the demon he gets blamed for the murders because it's a demon and you know you can never have proof of the demon so there that works Demon can only spawn in the shadows. That works. There there it is. Leave it at that. And Don't you, try and tie in all this other mixed up bullshit. Literally, they killed that whole premise with two fucking scenes. Yeah. Because it sets it up that way. And then you have this scene where the demon makes its first kill. And then you have the scene at the end of the movie. Which... Defeats the scene of the first, like, its first kill. Yeah. And it wasn't like he, uh, wasn't lit or anything in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah he was no. in the stall at first, and then he got up and opened the stall. Instantly lets all the light in from above the sinks. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and then the way he died... Was different from the way everyone else died? Yeah. Totally fucking For different. one, how is his body like... Be, because after he dies, his body ends up in a very different place. So how is his body teleporting? And then... And if it was the demon taking over his body, why didn't the fucking demon just use his body? Dude, see, that's that's what I thought. That, that was that's the direction I, I thought it was going. I'm like, okay, cool. It spawned from the shadows. This bathroom's a little too well lit for it to get him, but whatever. I'll let it slide. I thought it was going to possess him and then him kill everyone and then the yeah, demon I, be free. And I was like, ooh, this look, is actually going to be kind of interesting. Looking over the overview of this movie, I was like, oh, hell yeah. And then that scene happened. I was like, oh, hell yeah. It's going to be a slashy, gory fucking yeah. movie. And then... That's not at all what turned out. This was almost like a not another teen fucking movie for 90% of the movie. Yeah. Uh, majority of this movie is focused on this guy slowly getting the balls to talk to this girl. And then this other guy trying getting to get a threesome. Uh, yeah. And another guy getting a threesome because he's had it five times. Every time they've had this end of the year blowout luau. Yeah. Blah, blah, it, blah, 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 the, blah. The, it seems like the director didn't know, like, he's like, how much should I focus on the characters that you care about them? And I'm going to be fucking honest. I'm going to be real fucking honest. I actually gave more, more of a shit about the party than the whole horror thing going on. I was like, can we just go back to that? That was actually kind of interesting. Like, Like, I want to see Jordan get his rocks off. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to see, like, what happens afterwards when this guy fucks it up with his girlfriend 
And then her dad that he's trying to work for gets fucking pissed or whatever. I was like, I care about this story more than this demon thing. Hell yeah. Like, this is dumb shit. Yeah, it fucking went downhill. Like, it literally... Okay, seriously, it it looked like they were trying to throw a, a teen party movie. And then... The one guy in the back was like, well, you guys said it was my turn. Yeah, you guys said it was my turn, and I want a demon movie. And they're like, fuck, fine, Steven. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like. Like, It was like the whole thing that made it horror. The thing that gave it the title of the movie fucked it all up. Here's how bad it is. I won't even fucking go through all the kills. I'll tell you that the main kills, there's ten of them. None of them are cool. None of them are mm-hmm. over the top. Uh, the funniest one is a girl gets killed while having sex on top. Yeah. That was the funniest one, and then we were like, oh, she's definitely dead. And then she was dead. Yeah. Other than that, they weren't special. They all died basically the same fucking way, and it was back to the party. Yeah, it literally all of, like, 88% of the deaths are person gets thrown around by poltergeist, eyes... Gouged out. They, well, they, it, it's weird. It's almost like their eyes sink into their heads, like, very quickly, but then blood comes out yeah. forward. And so I'm like, well, what the fuck is happening? Are their eyes... Like, are they... Getting gouged out, which would cause the bloody sockets, or are they falling back into the heads like it looks like right now? Yeah, and so yeah, that's 88% of the mo- kills at least are just toss around, you smack four walls, and then your eyes pop out. Yeah, um, and then you don't know really, when you do see the ghost, demon, whatever. It's all, like, 90% of it is all fucking jump scare. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. The one that looked good, I thought, that looked funny. Well, not good, but looked decent and funny was Mm. the one when he's fucking up the threesome. Yeah. And he fucking blows coke all the fuck over the fucking ghost face. Yeah. So... It's one and of And it was those still things. really bad. It was oh, just yeah. funny that the demon was there like <sighs> like it was like it was jerking off to the threesome. Yeah. Other than that, like it was it was really bad. Yeah. I mean like the haunting with Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson and fucking what's her name? Cloverfield was better than like, this. Like, it was that level of uh, CGI, and I'm pretty sure that movie came out in, like, 2005. Oh, yeah. So, this is a a fairly newer movie, isn't it? It came out last year. Yeah. Really disappointing. I mean, I get, like, you got to work with what you can because, you know, this is clearly an independent movie, so it's got a limited budget, and there's not much you can do with that, but... That's when practical effects come into play and using light to your advantage. Like we said, if the fucking demon would have just possessed said, 
first kill, mm -hmm. use practical effects from then on. Boom. You got it made. Well, yeah. And like, even if it was, if it was a possession and then the kid in the bunny suit was the one who was possessed. Boom. You just have him the whole time with some black contacts. Yeah. And, and then, then ta-da. Practical effects with the kills. Yeah. And, I can't see my just and you, yeah, Raddy's flailing his arms like arms everywhere. He's like, "Fuck, this is easy," but and I mean, everyone's gonna say that that you know, oh well, you haven't made a movie, like you don't know how it is. Well, you know, this seems like it's a matter of they they chose something that they physically couldn't accomplish. They bit off more than they could chew. Yep. And, and it bit them in the ass. And this seems like it was a matter of this was somebody's baby. And they were like, look how great it is because they have their, their fucking baby goggles on. And no matter how bad it came out, they're like, this movie's a masterpiece. Yeah. And That's it's exactly really bad. What the fuck happened? Yeah. The story is everywhere. It doesn't make any sense. Um, the side story is the more interesting story. And I, I just don't think we have much more that we can talk about on this movie. Uh, Rowdy. Yes. One out of ten naked sorority girls. What do you give this movie? Two. Yeah. And that, that, that's that's a, generous. Yeah. That is yeah. a generous I'll, two. I'll be in the same boat with you about a two. I don't want to say one because there were parts of the movie that were interesting. Oh, I enjoyed stuff like all that. the party scenes. Yeah, like like if I was expecting this to be like a not another teen movie, like meets scary movie type movie. Yeah, I probably would have enjoyed it and wanted to ask too many questions because that's just how those movies work. Yeah, but that's not what we went into this movie thinking it was going to be. Yeah, um, it's just there's so many storyline alone there are problems your your monster mechanics are broken your yes. monster origin is broken yes or doesn't have any explanation at all yeah there's there's too many holes yep and when that happens um you might as well ditch that monster and make a new one yes and with this being a horror movie, it's unforgiving. Exactly. I, I cannot forgive that kind of a monumental mistake. No, not, and I not agree, to rate it and higher I, than I what. agree with you. The all the non horror parts, even even the parts where he was like figuring out what happened in the house, it was interesting. Like he's like this, um, William Sarkin was a, a crazy motherfucker who killed his whole fan or killed 13 people and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, why didn't they just make it like Sarkin's ghost? Yeah. Like just left out all the demon stuff. Just say he was a weird fucking dude and he killed everyone. And then move on from there and just change the story when and you realize your monster isn't working. Have better fucking kills. Yeah. It was the same kill over and over again, just in different ways, which wasn't yeah, too it, different. It was more or less like, 
how he caught you was different. Oh, as if you saw him, if you looked at him. Yeah. You done. That was and it. It was just it was it was just poorly executed. We have one fucking fly. And it has been bugging me and you now. I know. I want one of those salt shotguns. Dude, I've just thought fucking about boom. those things are like forty fucking bucks though. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I would have smoked this dude a long time yeah. ago. I probably yeah, would have got with you. my fucking eye. So. <laughs> just ha-da, right in the face. <laughs> but yeah, um, other than that, no. I mean, if you want to watch it, go for it. That The acting in this movie you. isn't terrible. It's it, not it's great. It's not that great. It's not great, but it's not like you're not going to bitch about their acting the whole time. No. You know what I mean? There's a they, few they things where... Like, they act like angsty dumb, teenagers. Dumb, horny college kids. Yeah, and so it's fine, but yeah, the 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 whole monster mechanic, it's, it's flawed from beginning to end, and it's unforgiving, and you get a fucking two. Yep. <laughs> it's as simple as that. That's fine, because next week we'll get back to... One of our favorites, which is Friday the 13th, because mm-hmm. it's that time of month. Yep. So, at least you'll have that to look forward to. Uh, if you guys agree, disagree, whatever, uh, you can go ahead and hit us up in very, 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 very different ways. First one would be just hop down into the show notes, send us a voice message. Super simple, super easy. Doesn't even have to be about this episode you can send us critiques we can listen to them we can respond to them instantaneously mm-hmm. with yeah. our own voices uh you can shout us out whatever give us positive feedback and we can even put it into the episodes yeah it's uh, a really cool thing that we can integrate into our shows and uh it seems like it'd be a super fun way to communicate with you guys q and a's yeah, even Q&As. Uh, also in the show notes, though, there is listener support. Quick, easy, much like, uh, what is it, a Patreon or whatever. There are PBS. <laughs> uh, or PBS. Yeah, uh, quick, easy way if you guys want to help us with equipment or spending more time on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Easy way to do it. That's all in the show notes. You can donate as much as you want. Donate as little as you want. Every penny helps. Appreciated. Yeah. uh, You guys, if you guys are into social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter as at Beers and Fears. Beers and Fears podcast. Yeah. On Facebook, you can find us as the Beers and Fears podcast. And you can like and follow our page. And then you can scroll down a little ways and find our community page. You can answer the two initial questions and then gain access to that where all the fans can hang out, chit-chat, post dink memes, do whatever the fuck they want, and uh, have a good time. Um, You need to be in the community. Get into the community because I have created a Discord page for all of you guys to join up on and you can get a hold of us directly. We hang out in there. Yes. And we can chit chat, do um, 
voice chats where we can conference basically have a co- big ass conference call with like 38 people and the best part about the discord is nobody has to be around their computer or anything if you have a smartphone you get the app mm-hmm. that means anytime any day we can have just a little hangout session yeah um there are specific channels for you to literally just post dank memes talk about homebrews uh, just chit chat with your fellow horror nation kiddos and just have a blast. Yeah. It, it's, I'm super excited about it. I, I hope everyone else is going to enjoy it as much as I'm excited for it. And I think it's going to be a good addition. If you guys are interested in finding merchandise, not beers and fears merchandise, but pop culture horror merchandise, you can go to www horrormerchstore.com forward slash no uh, god damn it slash. fucked it up again that would be a horrormerchstore.com question, question mark. mark ref equals 113 that is our affiliate link to our friends over at horrormerchstore.com they sell exclusive and uh original mm-hmm and licensed merch yeah everything from masks shirts funko pops posters action figures regular fucking props yeah basically anything you can want for a horror for a horror enthusiast they fucking have it they have shit you have never seen before because they only sell it on their site and they're constantly releasing new exclusives Mm -hmm. multiple times a month yeah that is horror merch store dot yeah horror horror merch store (laughs) dot com question mark ref equals 113 yeah we have so much trouble with this link that is h-o-r-r-o-r-m-e-r-c-h-s-t-o-r-e dot com Question mark ref equals one one three horrormerchstore.com question mark ref one one three equals one one three. My bad. <laughs> Fuck me. It's okay, no retakes today. Hey on no. uh, Fuck that. We do that and we add another twenty minutes onto this. Yeah. Any any purchase you guys make there will we'll get a little bit of a little bit of a kickback, so it's a good way to help us out on something you would have bought anyways. Yes. And uh Last but not least, if you don't do the social media, you're not buying anything online, whatever, but you still want to get a hold of us, you can do it the now old-fashioned way. Just send us a good old-fashioned email mm-hmm. at uh, podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, it's a quick and easy way to get a hold of us. Me and Roddy both have access to it. And uh, if you guys want to do us a huge favor, if you want to help out the podcast but you don't have the dough to shill out, you can always hop on your favorite podcatcher or our Facebook and leave a five-star review. And, uh, yeah, you can tell us something positive, negative. I don't give a fuck as long as it's five stars because we need that shit. Yes, five stars. That shit is like gold to all the major podcatchers, mm-hmm. Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Google Play, yeah. uh, Stitcher, all of them. They use that rating system to boost people. Yeah, Podcasts, the shows. the the more five star reviews we have, well, just the more reviews we have, 
period. Uh, the higher up on the search bar we will go. When somebody types in beers and fears or when they're starting to type that out. The autofill will. We will be the first thing as long as we get lots and lots of five-star reviews. So if anything, that is the best way to help us out. And I think that's all of our bullshit shilling we have today. Yes. So, without further ado, I've been Tucker. I've been Rowdy. And this has been the Beers and Fears podcast. See you next week.